Welcome to the Clear-Headed Podcast. I'm Kate Madry, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. This is the podcast that drops in on people's moments of clarity surrounding their sobriety. Super LA of me, but I like to start every episode with a deep breath in. So if you're driving to work or you're on your way to run some errands or maybe you're in bed getting ready to wind down, let's just start with a deep breath in and out. Okay, let's get clear-headed. So I googled clear-headed and up popped clearheaddrinks.co.nz and I fell in love with the site and started clicking around and got to the about us section and fell even more in love with the couple behind the website. After a couple of emails and a Zoom, today we're having our first across-the-globe combo with both of them. Ricky and Donna live in New Zealand. That's where the NZ on their website comes from. Ricky had his moment of clarity eight years ago, and Donna followed not too long after. This conversation is so unique because it covers so much from the generational difference in drinking habits to re-establishing your relationship with alcohol independently and together. I really can't wait for you to listen to it, so I won't keep you any longer. Make sure to check out their website when you get a chance. It's clearheaddrinks.co.nz. We'll start with Ricky reflecting on coming up in the UK, where just like in America, drinking is expected when you grow up. During my, uh, you know, young years, if you like, from 18 onwards, I certainly was exposed to a lot of alcohol, a lot of drinking, a lot of drinking culture. And um, look, it just stayed with me uh, throughout my life. I never felt that it was a problem until until about eight years ago, where I did suddenly realise, as you pointed out, I went, I did have a big night out. I had a couple, actually, within a f- short period of time. <laughs> and... But before that, even, I was suddenly starting to feel when I was at home, if we didn't have alcohol in the house, I was very nervous, wondering, you know, what are we doing? When are we going to buy some? If we had a bottle of wine, I was thinking, well, is that going to be enough? Might not last long enough. Everything was starting to become far too fixated on how much alcohol we had and how much we were drinking. And and I suddenly, I did remember, went out for a couple of big nights and one in particular where I, you know, if you... I just started acting in a certain way and doing a few things which were totally not me. And um, mm. and I suddenly woke up the next day and, and Donna was great. I mean, she's just been great about it. And I, I just said, look, I'm going to stop. And she said, oh, no, you don't need to stop. We can you know, just tone it down a little bit. And I said, totally. you know, I've tried that, but it just doesn't work. Mm. And uh, for me, I think I'm just that sort of person. I had a, I didn't have an off switch, if you like, and... Uh, you know, I had one one beer would probably lead to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that yeah. it would just be a constant um I'd just keep drinking and it just was becoming incredibly unhealthy. But Donna was like I said, very supportive and you know, she I said, I'm gonna give up drinking. This was December the sixth, uh, eight years ago, and I think it's sort of a, not the ideal time if you if you love drinking alcohol to give up. Oh, absolutely. Bit of a test, uh, really. Uh-huh. But to be honest, I said I was going to do it, and and I did, and I just stopped. And we got through Christmas, got through New Year's, and having gone through those two times, honestly, it became 
it didn't become too hard at all. I, I mean, it was it was always there and thereabouts, but it, it, it became easier, let's put it that way, very quickly. And um, yeah. And I suddenly started re- realising just exactly what I was gaining from not drinking. I mean, at the moment, I play golf, I play a lot of golf, and I used to play regularly, but never on a morning. And now I play every Sunday morning at 7.30, which I would never have done, I can yeah, assure you. Yeah, I know. I 7.30. <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday morning? I no, mean... <laughs> I didn't know, didn't know people didn't know that existed that time, actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's opened up a whole lot more for me and, and made me far more productive. And, and that's probably helped with uh, being able to set up this business in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting to have those realizations of whoa I used to think and I guess I'm kind of speaking for you but I'm assuming this is kind of what you mean I used to think that alcohol was additive in my life that it was something that was gonna help the party help my jokes help my confidence and what I've realized is that it actually being sober and being a non-drinker and not being hungover is what helps you and what helps make you funnier and what helps with your jokes and what helps with your confidence because you're present, you're there, you're not half gone or off or completely consumed with, well, I've only had one beer, when's the next coming? Or should I, how do I get everybody to do shots with me? Or, you know, that the, the manipulation that your brain has to go through um, to keep you going. So eight years also, wow, congrats. I mean, it's it's a testament to, you know, it is possible. People can go long periods of time. Have you ever had a moment through those eight years where you felt like rocky at all? Or like that it, is there was something really tempting? No, I'll be honest, I haven't. Wow. I, I, I haven't had that moment where, which you see in the movies of people, you know, sitting in the bar with the the drink there and they haven't touched it. I, I just haven't been there and I'm really grateful for that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's it's something that I haven't gone back to thinking, oh, I need a drink to sort this out. It's I, I don't know why that is. Maybe I'm just lucky, but uh, it hasn't been that way. I've, I've found it. I've often, oh, look, don't get, yeah, another thing, I, I mean, I know what you're saying about the whole um, idea about your persona. I mean, I've often thought, mm-hmm. you know, I'm obviously now pretty boring, you know, I've, I've thought this in the past. You know, you're boring. You're not as funny as you were. I, I get exactly what you're saying. I understand that. But really, that that's, hasn't lasted very long. I, I think um, I enjoy being in conversations when I'm actually clear-headed and I can actually uh, actually think through what I'm saying. And, and you know, it, it helps you. It doesn't take anything away. It only adds, like you said, it only adds to, to your day and adds to that present moment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I think that that is beautiful. I mean, I'm a big advocate for people who maybe are thinking about becoming non-drinkers or approaching sobriety, you know, however you want to word it to yourself or to others, that's up to you, that's your journey. But if you want to not have alcohol in your life, I'm a big advocate for not putting the pressure on it being linear. But at the, the flip side of that is also saying, if I don't want to have a rocky, tumultuous relationship with my sobriety, that is possible too. You know, I'm I'm fairly new compared to you in my sobriety. I'm over a year. But I haven't had a sitting at the bar kind of moment either. I've felt really confident in in my choice to be sober and that is a gift and not everybody 
uh, has that experience. But with that also comes the relationship that you have with Donna and how how it's nice and beautiful that you have had a partner that has encouraged you and uh, supported you. And I think that that also can alleviate some of the pressure and the, the, you know, rockiness of feeling confident in your choice when you have a teammate kind of cheering you on. I mean, that's so true. And, and I mean, Donna will say what she says, but at the end of the day, it would have been extremely hard, I think. I think it would have been a lot, a lot, lot harder than it is, than it has been, to be able to do what I've done without the support of someone who says, okay, well, you know, you're doing it. I'm happy. You know, Donna was very happy to to curb alcohol for a while or, or only drink very rarely when we went out. And, you know, we decided, I decided pretty quickly that whatever alcohol we had in the house, we would just get rid of it to start with because that, that made sense. And uh, so she was happy to back that up as well. And, and, you know, if I had, you know, if she wasn't that way inclined and was keen to keep drinking every day, I mean, it would have been really tough. I, I'm sure yeah. of that. And if you're up against that challenge, I'm sure it makes life a little harder. But I, I was lucky and I'm not in that position. So, yeah, I really appreciate it. And I, I really do. It's been, it's been the key thing that's helped me be able to stop and now not even think about stopping I'm just I just don't drink it's just the way it is and it's great yeah (laughs) yeah it's nice when it becomes just factual it's just like just like how I don't skydive it's really just that same amount of weight Donna with you being I'm sure there hopefully are a lot of people out here who maybe are a partner of somebody who wants to be sober or a non-drinker what ha- what's been your perspective on this? Like how Ricky comes to you and says he doesn't want to drink anymore and how do you how do you deal with that? How did you feel? Um I have to admit at first I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, well, we'll go along with this for a while. And I guess, yeah. you know, we've come through the era <clears throat> our generation of drinking and smoking. You know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, for us, we had given up smoking several times many years ago. We haven't smoked now for over two decades. But but during um, that time when we were first together, we used to smoke and then we'd give uh-huh. up. Uh-huh. And then you'd end up going back to it because you'd have just one and then that would be. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, OK, well, this will be a giving up alcohol and then it'll be temporary. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. And I think the big reason for that, I mean, my first comment was, well, I hope you don't expect me to, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Right. Which I think is what everybody, honestly, every single partner, I think, is that's their first response, even if it's just internally. Yeah. You know? They're like, well, I don't want to cut it out. <laughs> I like my martinis. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think in the end, the benefits, and, and I think that's it. You feel so much better. Um, sleep quality is better. Waking up the next day feels better. You tend to drink because you'd had a stressful day or there were problems or there were issues or, you know, things mm. like that. And that you would have alcohol to dull that. 
But the thing is, those issues and problems would still be there the next day, but you wouldn't yeah. be in the headspace to deal with them. And I think yeah. that was a big thing, um, you know, the, your efficiency or your performance at work was better and personal relationships was better. You had more hours in the day to enjoy. <laughs> I think from, you know, for yeah. me, I, I still had, like Ricky said, we'd go out for dinner and I'd have a wine, maybe two. Then I started feeling, finding that I didn't like how I felt after I had a wine or two. So next mm -hmm. time it would be one wine and then, um, you know, and then I wouldn't. Sadly for us over here, we didn't have a great selection of non-alcoholic alternatives. Right. You know, which is where Clearhead Drinks came from in the end. It was just, you know, we've had, Ricky's had the idea for eight years, but um, we didn't get around to doing it because life gets in the way. But, you know, I think the big thing, the one thing, you know, Ricky talking about, oh, I feel so boring. I don't want to go out because nobody will want to talk to me anymore because I'm boring without alcohol, like with the, you know, his golf mates and things. And I was like, actually, <clears throat> from my perspective, you're far less boring because you actually make sense and I can understand what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> and, and your jokes make sense because now I can laugh at them because I know what you're saying. <laughs> so... He's wow. more, you know, you're more interesting. Um, and, yeah, I think um, seeing confidence grow, like, you know, your own personal esteem. Yeah. Um, and you know you can go out in a social situation. And I was I was the sort of person who, you know, we'd go out to a New Year's Eve party. And, and this would be with children and things as well. But you'd never stop at just one because somebody else would be driving totally. and you'd... You know, there was always that right. tipping point. Mm. And, mm -hmm. you know, I feel really bad about that now, that, you know, that was the era mm. we grew up in and that's um, the era we parented in. And I feel really, really bad about that now for my children's oh. sake. But, um, you know... Yeah, from the sake... Actually, from the that's a very good point because now, of course, we've got four grandchildren and none of them have actually really ever seen us drink. No. So none of them have ever been to the house when we're drinking because we've been basically sober since they've all been born. So yeah. that's been a fantastic thing. They don't ever get that message for them when they're in the, our house. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, our kids barely drink anyway. So no, it's, no, um, it's been really great for that. And uh, I think that's a real yeah. upside for yeah. what we've done. Yeah. Wow. It's very cool to see that you have, I mean, I never even really thought about it. Like your grandparents now, you also just, you're the coolest grandparents I've ever met. I mean, you're so cool and hip and like, <laughs> be mine, you know? But uh, <laughs> that's cool to see that you have had different, um, different kinds of experiences with being a parental figure, whether it's a direct parental, like your actual kids or your grandkids. Um, that's so unique and cool. And I know that you say you feel bad about that and your feelings are totally valid, I just see that and I go, wow, that's so cool that you can be that for somebody else at this point. And to show that, a lot of people never get that, you know? So very, very, very cool. I wanted to go back to the relationship that you had together and with each other. And I want to talk about if there was like one thing that you think, Donna, you cutting down on alcohol eventually to none, and Ricky, you just totally eliminating it. What was the one strong benefit of that in your relationship? Communication, patience, 
gratitude, being present. What do you think is the biggest thing you've got? I'll, I'll go first on that one. Oh, okie dokie. Way less arguments, far yeah. less arguments, because, you know, um, A, you, you felt better anyway, physically, you felt better. So mood swings, less mood swings, less um, irritability. You know, much less irritability, yeah. so a lot more patience, yeah. Um, yeah. and I guess a lot more kindness towards each other. Really, yeah. um, you know, I mean, not that we were awful before, right, either, right. but so you sounded like you were pretty great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I mean, to start. be fair, for me, that would be a big part of it, and I think it would be because. You know, look, it's not like we used to get drunk every day. I mean, totally. you know, but we would have drinks every night. We'd have a bottle of wine or, or yeah. two every yeah. night. We'd have, um, you know, we'd only have excess when we went out socialising, mm. never at home. Um, but I think just, yeah. Yeah. I think more patience, more kindness, less arguments completely. Yeah, I think that's a very fair point. I think that's, um, I would say, very similar as well, to be honest. I mean, our, yeah, our relationship's been really good all, all the time anyway, but um, by taking alcohol out of the equation, we certainly, you know, things have just, everything is far clearer. And everything you do and talk about, every every conversation you have, every situation which is tough, you can think about in a far clearer way. And, you know, the idea that... Um, you know, we'd have a few beers just to forget about our problems was, you know, such a false one, really, because they only mm -hmm. doubled, really. If you did that, that, problems only became more magnified the next day. And you can numb it out for a while, but it doesn't work. So, yeah, I think Donna's right. That would be mine as well. We we really, by taking alcohol out of the equation, we've we've just been able to be more present in what we're doing and being able to overcome things i mean we've had loads of challenges some serious challenges in that in since i've stopped drinking and since donna's sort of basically stopped as well we've had a lot of challenges i mean set not just business challenges but life challenges as well and we've been able to um you know work through them and overcome them far easier far more easily than if we'd been drinking that's mm. for sure yeah yeah, that's so inspiring. I love I love that. I think it's important for people to hear that that you can you can even a good strong relationship, right? Like you said, you weren't fighting all the time. You weren't even like getting drunk every single night, but you cut out one thing and you get stronger and you grow more patient and and <laughs> here's where we talk about clear head drinks. Oh. <laughs> you build something together, yeah. which is so cool. So I'll let you do the honors of telling us about clear head drinks, which is based out of New Zealand. Yes, indeed. Well, I'll kick it off. I mean, we were, like we talked about, so eight years ago, I, I stopped drinking. And the, the problem when you do that, or when we did that back then, was that uh, there was very little choice of non-alcoholic options or adult options. So we'd go out, go out to a, a dinner party or you go to a, um, you know, a team dinner or a function or whatever it might be. And, you know, you, you're basically the odd person there mm -hmm. who turns up and says, oh, actually, I don't drink. Can I, have you got anything that I can have? And it's, you know, orange juice can go so far, water... <laughs> lemon lime and bitters or um coke you know these things right. or sometimes i've even been offered tea it's like 
Right. Want a tea. It's eight o'clock in the evening and we're at a party. <laughs> I don't want a cup of tea, so thank you. No. But, um, you know, you get those options. And we, said, we were just looking at each other going, this is craziness. We should really have, um, there should be more varieties. There should be more options and it should be more acceptable. So we looked around in New Zealand as what was available and we thought, well, you know, why don't we just bring everything together under one roof where people can go and they'll know that all the options are available because the thing was if you wanted to buy something from a supermarket or from a shop or online you'd look for one drink and it would be in one supermarket but it wouldn't be in another one they'd have a different mm -hmm. drink and then you'd go online and you'd only be able to find a different drink which wasn't available at those two supermarkets so you'd be all over the place trying to find what you want so we we were really keen to try and bring everything under one roof and we worked on this plan eight years ago didn't we and uh and really like donna said we life got in the way and other things work and we put it to the side and said well we'll get to that and we didn't until until uh we had our first or main for us pretty much only lockdown through covid so we and we had a four-week lockdown and that's where we started looking at the options and how we could go about this and, and how we could put this in place. And um, we, we ended up thinking, look, if we're going to have more variety, then we need to look further afield than New Zealand. So we started uh, going onto some websites, going on some podcasts and, and looking at options further afield. And we found uh, some great brands from the States and from Canada and from the UK, Europe, Australia. We found some wonderful drinks and um, and we found a community, didn't we? Which was one that was really inclusive and looking to to really grow and try and work together to grow. And that's what I've been, and I think Donna will say the same. We've loved the fact that the community is extremely uh, welcoming and very um, realizing that you know everybody needs to grow for this movement if it were to to grow as well so you know we've yeah. that's where we we got to with clear head drinks and donna will probably have some more to say oh no very yeah. much i mean it was just that <laughs> lack of being able to find the options you know as ricky said you'd go to one supermarket they'd have a beer but you wouldn't find <laughs> any non-alk wines or mm. you know right. they're getting better and that's why last year we we saw that happening. We saw the supermarkets stop starting to stock more options and realised if we were ever going to get this going, we had to. And, and you know, as awful as um, lockdowns and things have been for people, our four-week lockdown we had gave us that opportunity to have the space to actually get, get yeah. the things rolling. So we launched in the middle of August last year. So we've wow. been going just over six months. It's yeah. been really well received. Um, you know, the options out there are getting more and more. Um, it's been great for people who have really loved being able to go to a site and know that everything on there is 0.5% or less. And, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not mixed in in the middle of all other stuff where they don't know what they're getting. So yeah. that's yeah. been the idea of it. Um, and look, I ha you know, I have to say one thing, if you, if you do start moderating rather than giving up cold turkey, you know, um, yeah. you find your taste buds changing. And I, interestingly, do not like the taste of wine with alcohol in it anymore. And yet, <sighs> wine was the hardest thing for me to give oh up. Oh my <laughs> gosh, Because it never tasted mm. right. Like the non-elk beers are pretty good replicas. Yeah, the fantastic. spirits do a pretty good job. But the wines yeah. are very difficult and you do not get the same taste with the wines. But yeah. as I have drunk 
you know, over the time I drank less alcohol and I would drink the non-alc beers and spirits and mixes and things. Um, now, if I have a sip of an alcoholic wine, which I haven't done since probably last year, I had a sip out of one of my daughter's wines last year, you know, <laughs> late last year. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want one. Thank you. I did not like the taste of it. Yeah. And oh I stuck goodness. to our non-alc ones. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. So oh, my gosh. I love that. Change. Yeah. Mm. So. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, what I love about your website and your entire idea is that it makes it so much less overwhelming to anyone who is new to the non-owl world. Ricky, think about, and maybe it wasn't for you, but I, I can pull from my own experience. When I was first trying to not drink, I was so overwhelmed with the emotions that I was feeling for the first time in, I don't know, 10 years with no numbing. And the thought of, even going into a place like a BevMo or like a big alcohol store or even honestly the supermarket because we sell, I assume where you are too, there's booze in our markets in LA. Was like, uh, I can't even, I can, I'm not in the headspace right now to even walk past the tequila that I used to have and thought was the answer is to get to the non-out wine as like a to try to replace. And also, like, to your point, Donna, about how, like, your taste buds change and everything, sometimes when I tell people, like, oh, yeah, I'm drinking a beer. It has no alcohol in it. And they go, well, what's the point? I'm like, one, it might be a little bit of a red flag that you don't see the point in just having a non-alcoholic drink, but that's for you. That's your that's your process. But for me, you can still enjoy, like, a hoppy IPA, and you can still enjoy, like, a red wine. Sometimes having non-owl drinks can be triggering, so I do say, like, just know and trust yourself, but it's just so good to have the fun resources. Yeah, I was, I, just while I'm thinking about it, I, I, I was at golf yesterday, and it was a beautiful day, really hot, and we finished in the evening, it was a long, long day, and I was at a golf club that just happens to stock some of our beers, which is fantastic. Cool. And I was able to buy, um, you know, a really nice big glass of uh, Groovy, which is a US brand, Groovy IPA. Uh, no, actually it was cool. a pale ale from Groovy. And it was, it was the most, I have to say, it was a, it's a beautiful beer anyway. And to drink that, knowing, sort of in my mind, knowing I'm driving home in a minute and it doesn't, I could have another five of these if I want, but I it doesn't know. matter. And it was it's tastes so good it was refreshing it was a beer it did everything that any other beer would have done for me apart from the fact that i, I would have been nervous driving home so you know right. it was perfect and it tastes yeah. so good and so you know i didn't lose anything at all by drinking um that beer it was everything yeah. i wanted and the interesting thing that triggering things definitely an important issue and it is and it's an important factor for a mm. lot of people the one thing that ricky has found is that actually being able to have a non-alcoholic beer satisfies that urge oh, for totally. having mm. the beer after work or yeah. for having the beer after golf but the difference is is that after one sometimes two he's like that's satisfied the urge yeah. and he no yeah. longer feels the need to have any more than that so whereas if that had been back in the day oh. with a beer he would have had right. one that was satisfying the urge, two satisfied the urge, 
after that, the switch is gone, so it becomes right. three, four, five. And but you're just drinking for exactly. the sake of it. Yeah, and so oh, totally. that's what we really love. Like, it doesn't mean you should have to miss out on the ritual, or it doesn't mean yes. you should have to miss out on being part of the social yeah. event or the or the get-together after golf or the, or the enjoying of the wedding. It's about helping yes. everyone feel included. And yes. sometimes you just want that adult tasting drink. Yes, mm. so well said. It is the ritual. I mean, it really is. It's the, it's the, because maybe eight years, you know, go through and you figure out that you maybe don't, you, when you're stressed, when in year one, you were like, oh, I've had a hard day. Where I wish, you know, what's something to satisfy this urge? Maybe that goes away less and less, but it's all dependent on what kind of personality you are, how heavy you are into that ritual, how dependent you are, what your mind is, where it's at. And honestly, just having it stocked (laughs) and having like I always, always, always have a non-owl sparkling wine in my fridge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Always. Because for me, I know that the thing that I was the most scared of is thinking, okay, I'm going to be sober, but what am I going to do to celebrate? Yeah. What am I going to do to celebrate? No more champagne, no more tequila shots. What, 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 what am I going to do? So I know that that's my biggest hurdle and maybe my most my weaker moment. So I just always have something stocked. So when I book that commercial or I get that call back or I sign a deal, I know I have a healthy way to celebrate. Yeah. So... I mean, go, and even if you're on just thinking lightly about becoming sober, I challenge you to go put that in your fridge and tell me that when you're going, I really want to celebrate this win, but I got to be up at 6 a.m. tomorrow because I got to take the kids to school and I got to do this and I got to do that. Try celebrating with a non-owl. See that you can have it all and win with it and feel that urge and then then see where it goes. You know, try it out. It, it, It can't hurt you. No. It cannot hurt. <laughs> well, it's actually that's the thing. It certainly can't hurt you, and I I just love the idea that if you if you know if you wanted to drink a bottle of that every day, it would be it wouldn't hurt you at all. I mean, you'd right. be replacing alcohol with something that is actually bordering on being almost good for you. <laughs> I mean, it's right. because you take the alcohol out, and that's most of the bad stuff gone. And a lot of th- we're we're very conscious that what we stock in our store is generally speaking mm-hmm. lower in sugar, and higher in vitamins or whatever. But it's it's yeah. stuff that isn't going or isn't bad for you. It just isn't right. once it's had the alcohol removed. So look, you're right. It's the ritual side of things. It's being able to crack open that champagne, clink the glass, yeah. feel good. And yeah. um, and then wake up six o'clock and, and, and take the kids. And it's not necessarily away. an everyday thing, no, like you say. It doesn't it's have just to be. For when you feel, you know, yeah. like we don't have something every day anymore, no. do we? It's amazing. No. You just don't. And I tell you one thing: we don't associate anything that stress. It doesn't pop into the head to have a have no. a drink or anything. Like we don't. It, you know, that's a whole total disconnect now. It's yeah. just there's no relationship there with that whatsoever, no. is there? Which yeah. is f- and it's very amazing. Freeing. It is freeing. It Honestly, is. you end up feeling so much better. <laughs> oh my gosh, it is. And I know anybody who's listening is going, yeah, 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 right, yeah, yes. right. But I swear, I pr- I pinky freaking promise you, the majority of the reasons why you are feeling stressed in your life and reaching for that drink every day is because you're reaching for that drink every day. Yeah. With all of that said. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. 
I really appreciate it. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It really has. Yeah. And um, we just, you know, we love to, the fact that we've been able to connect with someone on the other side of the world and uh, share amazing. our story because, um, <laughs> you know, it's just fantastic. If, people, if it does anything for somebody out there, then that's just magic. We're happy. Make sure to check out Ricky and Donna's website, clearheaddrinks.co.nz. Clearheaded is sponsored by Free Spirits. Head to drinkfreespirits.com and use code CLEARHEADED20 for 20% off your first order. This episode was recorded at the Wave Podcasting Studios, and the music used was created by Honeydew. Special thanks to Sarah Ashcraft. For more tips, tricks, and tools, head to our website, theclearheadedpodcast.com.